0: Good. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show, The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. Today, very excited. I've got a friend of mine, someone I've worked with for the past few years and been a coach and mentor to me as well, Bill Banta. And uh, Bill, I got to say, man, I'm excited to have you on the show. Thanks for being with us today.
1: My pleasure. I'm really excited. I look forward to this. It's uh, been a couple of weeks getting this on our schedule to make this happen. So I'm looking forward to it. It's always good to work with you. Your energy's impeccable. And it's fun to work with somebody who's coachable. So it's my pleasure.
0: Well, thank you. Um, For those of you, I I want to introduce you to Bill. Let me tell you a bit about him. Uh, Bill is, I mean, a number of things. One thing I'll tell you, he's an entrepreneur and has been that for decades now. And I can't wait to hear some of that story as well. Uh, Senior coach with Bob Proctor and the Proctor Gallagher Institute. A lot of success in a lot of areas here. And, you know, when I think about Bill, I know, you know, husband of 30 years, you guys got four amazing kids. Uh, you were kind of joking with me, one and a half grandchildren. I know you got another one on the way, right? Which is exciting. And uh, and your boxer, your dog, Rocky there too. Um, and and just for everybody listening too is, you know, when when we started the show, The Pursuit, I mean, we really wanted to make sure when we're bringing guests on, these are people that are making things happen in their life, truly in the pursuit of their, their best selves. And, and I think that defines Bill build really, really well. As I mentioned, been an entrepreneur for a number of years, been earning a sever, seven plus figure income part of me uh, since the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. And, uh, and you know, one thing I've noticed about you, Bill, as we've spent some time together and connected is that you've got a lot of business success and financial success that way, but you've got a lot of life success. And I love how much just the fun that you have. I know you're big time into off-road vehicles. And, you know, I saw your picture of you guys down in Utah there, the trip you just took and and, and a family man too. Um, so I love that. Um, so hey, let's uh, let's dive right into things. You know, you're a senior coach with Bob Proctor and PGI now, um, and I think what's unique about you is that as you got into kind of that coaching world and and that you came into it very different than a lot of people. I think a lot of people in that space they're they want to make a difference in people's lives as do you obviously, but they're just kind of starting out their journey. Whereas you were already quite successful previously. So can you share with us just kind of your story, your backstory? How'd you end up doing what you're doing? What led you to where you are today?
1: Yeah, sure. I, You know, it's interesting how we use the word success in the English language. And, and I, um, I think you summed up my life best when you started talking about my family and my wife and my kids and that 1.5 grandkids. Um, I don't think I've ever been that perfect at it. I, anybody listening to us today has ever been exactly perfect at anything. But I believe that success is, is it's not the end result. It's not, the, it's not all the glory and the wealth and all those things. And I share that with you, Ben, because I believe that, that success is so much a journey, right? Um, I was talking to a, a client today over in Germany and, um, and a, in reference to my story. And the same thing, questions were asked. What is your story? I truly believe I'm exactly where I need to be today because that's where I'm at. It's not exactly. what I want. Right? The essence of who I am, the essence of who you are. No question, everybody that's going to hear this, they all want more. But I grew up that way. I, I was raised in a very small um, potato farming community in southeast Idaho. It's still that way today. There's there's not not a lot of small farmers left. They're all huge farmers today, hmm. multi thousand acres. But I grew up with a shovel in my hand, and I really cherished that that experience. To some degree, that was the definition of wanting me to hustle. The other part is it kind of screwed me up, too, because culturally and environmentally, I was born to think that money and time were connected where they're not. Mm. And I'll never forget a close neighbor who was a doctor. His name was Hiram Blackburn. He was a, a move-in doctor. He was a, a military doctor who had spent his time in the military and then came out into public life to start a practice in our community. There was a, there was a little practice for sale, and he showed up. He was just going to be a community doctor, just like you see on the old West movies, you know. And that's what Hiram was going to do. But he was our next door neighbor. In our home, we had a few things going on that was a little, it was a struggle. There was some things. There was just a battle in interior behind closed curtains. I had a wonderful mother, just this incredible mother that worked her just worked her tail off trying to do everything she could to provide for myself and some, and some stepbrothers and sisters. And they're all good people. But there was just a battle. And I think he picked up on that. And he befriended myself and my little brother. And we'd shoot baskets with a spotlight on our basketball court. And and that was my first experience with human development. He would pick me up on Sundays because he was a teacher at Sunday school. And he'd pick me up just to make sure I'd go. We'd end up doing rounds at the hospital. And uh, he was a general doctor, so he was delivering babies and sewing up fingers and all all of it. And he would get me a piece of pie at the hospital while he'd make his rounds, and then he would teach me. But the thing I noticed what was interesting, I might have been 15, 16, Ben, he was listening to, to tapes in his car. He had this old, this Suburban. And, he was, and, and I, I used to think, shut up. I want to listen to ACDC or something cool, you know. And, uh, and I still like that stuff, by the way. But uh, the point is, is that one day I asked him, why do you listen to that? And he, I think in his wisdom to teach a 16-year-old kid, he just said, it's how I create my bedside manner. But I always loved, and he used to talk to me about being a, a, a better person. And he would, tell me, he would tell me things like, you don't have to be more. I know you're struggling at home. You just have to be better. And so that was my first initial journey. And then, of course, fast forward through the years, making mistakes and, and teenagers. And even after school, I, I enrolled in a university, found myself not being able to really focus. Um, there was still a lot of drama in my personal life. I ended up being a laborer. I ended up going to work for about 18,000 a year as a paint laborer for a man in our community and just picking paint buckets and scraping the outside of old, old houses, you know, and, and uh, fell into that trap of being around people that really were not success oriented. They were good people, but they were laborers. They lived for the weekends. They lived for the bar. They lived for all that drama in life. And that's the direction I went until uh, my sweet girlfriend swept me off my feet and, 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 we were in a position to be married. And I was in my, in my early years there. And, um, and if it wasn't been for that, I don't, I know I wouldn't say with you. Um, mm-hmm. She grew up in a home where I see behind you, you've got bookshelves full of books. She had that in her home. We didn't even know what a book was. I'd never read a book until I married my wife ever, ever, wow. not even in school. Ever, wow. ever. I, the only reason I was able to get through school then was because I, I played basketball and football and I had coaches that would help me get grades enough, good enough to get there. That was the only reason right? So for those people out there that want to have hope and and as we're defining success, understand, don't define success by the outside. Understand success is a person we become, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. So that's where our journey started. We met Bob in the early 20s because of her. We joined a network marketing program trying to get rich and find our way out of the labor. And what we didn't know is that we would discover richness in our growth. Mm -hmm. And and be around incredible people. I met Bob personally in 1993. I leveraged money on a credit card uh, and, and took some money that my mom had given me to pay rent behind rent by about 60 days. And instead of paying rent, I paid Bob, (laughs) but there was this intuitive feeling. There was something that told me I, I had to do something. And I think a lot of it was because she had planted so many great seeds in my mind that I was a better version than what I was being. And I don't think she even my wife, meaning I don't think she even knew that. I don't think she knew what she was doing. Consciously, mm. but uh, we did it, and I convinced my brother to do it with me. He's two years younger because I needed him to borrow some money to finish paying for it. Yeah, uh, and ultimately, over that seven-year period of trial and error and a lot of failure, a lot, uh, uh, just some really crazy things, um, I found myself in in the in the early two thousands um, sitting on on six figures a month. I had no idea what the heck I'd done. I had no idea. Hmm. Nor did he, because my brother had a multi-million dollar business at the same time outside of me. Wow. So it's kind of fascinating. And I come from really good good family people, but still today, I would say the majority of those who live in my family and are still employed probably earn under 50.
2: Hmm.
1: 20 25 years later. So look, success. It's not a secret, it's a system.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I can guarantee you that you're, the things that you've experienced, and I'll just, I'll just take the segue for two seconds to explain how I've seen you do it. It's no different. When I met you, you were doing okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I looked behind you, you didn't have all that stuff behind you back then. You had a few,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? But, but you followed a system, even when the results didn't show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You continued to study and invest in your mind. And when everybody else thinks you're just this rock star on the outside. Nobody really knows what's going on on the inside and the personal struggles and the things that are happening. Um, and, and you've really worked hard to develop your attitude. That's all I really did. And I think I continue to do that. My hope is in an all honesty is to demand better of that, of myself finishing this year. I mean, it is the last mile of this marathon in 2020.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I've got a sprint. I got to find the win and sprint so that that better version of myself is better because market value and our ability to create wealth physically comes from our personal value.
0: Mm-hmm. Love, love that. Um, you know, on the note, when you talk about success isn't a secret, it's a system. If you could break down for everybody listening, let's talk a bit about that system. What would you, how, how would you define that?
1: Yeah. I, I don't think it has to be anything complex. I think it has to be simple I think the way we've been taught to think comes from high levels of logic and it's dangerous um, because having to know every step is not – it's not how successful people think. They just don't do
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: I come from a fearful up- upbringing. I come from a position where I was trained that one plus one equals two. But then I start studying this material and I find out that one plus one equals 30. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make any sense to me that you could go from here to here in one step all by developing your awareness. But remember we're wired genetically and generationally too. So what was your parents and what were your grandparents cultural environment? It's all in you. You have it. I have it. Mm -hmm. Every listener has it. Um, We have to realize that in order to really accomplish what we want, the first part of the system is is what do you want? Mm -hmm. I promise you that most of the listeners out there today that are with us, on this call, they probably don't clearly know what they want. And I don't mean that as a knock. It's okay. When is the last time you remember in school, your teacher sat you down and says, okay, Ben, before you graduate elementary, you really need to know what your life's going to look. What do you want? They don't do it. Never. Right. You learned a skill in school that was all intellectual. And so did I. That when we leave, we go off to school, we go to universities, we do these things, and we develop this impeccable amount of understanding, which is great, of skill set, but we always forget about the mindset. But let me say this. If you don't know why, all of those books behind you are useless. Mm. They're just more compounded knowledge intellectually. And I think that's the first step. If I'm going to define a process or a system, you've got you to know what you want right? Does that mean you stall and you don't start without it? No. Cause I think if I asked you and I was reversed from you today and I was interviewing you, mm-hmm. I, you, I believe you would, you would, you would agree with me that you're still discovering that massive why, like, yeah. like along the way
0: right? Constant process yeah,
1: Constant process. But I know from working with you, what I've seen you do in your business from a personal, your family, your health, all the, and your uh, prosperity I know you're following the process and you're using your why to drive you. You don't just get out of bed, nor do I, just because we want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you just go get a job.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I think the first thing is, is want, what is it that you want? Can you find something that you can be emotionally involved in? Mm
2: -hmm. And then,
1: and then as I look at people that are successful, and I shared this last week on a webinar I did with one of my mentors, um, what I have discovered that people that are succeeding, they all have mentors. Mm. every one of them have a process and a study plan to follow all of them do. And every single one of them create an environment. Okay. So you have a great looking environment around you. It looks like it's ordered, but not only that you, you are, you are associating in an environment around, around high, 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 high performance people. That's right. Right. I see that book, high performance habits. You have a habit now, not always mm-hmm. of being around high performers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If, you, if All the listeners took, Mentoring, study, and environment and just burn that into their mind, that's the system. That's the process. Now within that comes from mentoring. For me, I had to have accountability. I needed the nature of the insurance policy to keep me on track. And I needed a proven process to follow. If you met a professional athlete right now, let's say in, in American football or basketball or hockey, whatever you wanted to see, if you found one of the top people in that industry, you'll always find what they're doing in private is the reason they're getting rewarded for in public, but yeah. they're, but they're following a process.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. And, and I think that having a great mentor or a, or a coach, what it does for you is it gives you absolute direction. Like if I'm coaching you um, and I've done this with you before, if you're leaning one way, I'll say, no, you, you need to think this way. Right. Cause I can see with my, with my years of understanding and awareness that you maybe don't quite understand. And that's what a great coach does. A great coach keeps you on track. So I think having a great mentoring coaching process to follow is critical. Second, the studying, um, studying shouldn't be an option, right? Studying should be an absolute requirement and it's not the volume of study. I mean, I could pick any one of those books like Genevieve Brand's book that I can see up in your book holder up there. Mm -hmm. We could take that book and you and I could study two chapters in that book, the rest of, but this year and all of next year and probably and more likely be so much farther ahead than the guy that reads a book a month. Mm. Right. Mm. And and I'm not trying to downplay the overall, the amount of study as much as I am saying it's, it's the consistency and the understanding. And so the system is that one thing, one thing that I do in my life is I have a process I follow in the morning.
0: Mm.
1: Like I've been this way for years and I've improved on it as I've went. I call it self-care. Text you at 6 30 in the morning this morning. That's right. And and I had already been going for an hour and a half. Like that's just me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do I love getting up at five o'clock every morning? No, but I love that time between between five and seven that's mine. Right. Right. And I love the idea of of feeding my soul with knowledge and with with exercises that I follow. And I love the idea of jumping on the treadmill or the weight or getting out for a walk. And I love that whole process that I, I, I attack it in the morning so that when I come on a call like this, I've already had three to five victories,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So so my system is mentoring, a process to follow. I win the day and then I get in the right environment. I just require myself to find a way to win no matter what. And I'm not talking about throughout the day because I'm going to have setbacks. So are you. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about the overall mentality and the winning mindset and the mental discipline of winning. So if I can have three to five for 7am before I hit the shower mm-hmm. and I've started my day out tremendously. And even if I don't create results and you guys are in the sales, in the sales world, in your business, in the recruiting world, mm-hmm. most people, if they get setbacks, they're done, they check out, they tap out and then they mm-hmm. start over tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But what's amazing is that I have those experiences. I can't deny that I can win because mm-hmm. it's, it's already there. And I've proven to myself, no, you had these many victories in the morning and you did it before everybody is awake. Pick your, pick, pick, your, pick your boots back up, put them back on and let's go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, you just shared a lot, a lot of gold in there. And as, even as we unpack some of that stuff, I think, I think some of the things that really stood out to me and what you talked about was, I think for a lot of people, you said something earlier on of just feeling like, okay, I, I need to know every step of the way before I get started. And I wonder how many dreams have died on the table because I got to know everything first before I can get moving. So I I think that's such a huge lesson. Love the idea of, of creating that, you know, three to five victories before the days even started, win the day right away and, uh, and how the rest of the day, you know, whatever happens, whatever happens. And then this concept, I mean, you know, for everybody listening, I think this is such an important one. When you think about, as you mentioned, athletes and champions that way, they're rewarded publicly for what they do in private. So what what are you doing in private? What are you doing when nobody's watching? What are you doing when, you know, yeah, you're not there? So questions for you on this. So let's talk about, you talked about having a mentor, having an environment, winning the day, that kind of stuff, being all part of the, the process and the success system. So somebody listening to this, let's say they don't have a good environment right now, right? They're, the people that they hang around are not, you know, success minded. They're not really focused on becoming their best selves. What advice would you give to someone listening today? I want to win. I want to change my life. My environment's not there.
1: I mean, I, there's a huge section of society that lives that way. And you and I and people like us have a responsibility to help lead people in that direction. Um, it, it, I think the first thing you have to do is tell yourself, okay, it's fine. I don't understand. Mm.
2: So
1: it's Okay. Too many times, and I don't know if it's specifically in the male species or if it happens in both, but generally speaking, in the male world, we have enough ego that gets us in trouble. And that's why you see men in their late 20s all the way into retirement stay stuck.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: the first thing is just accept the idea, okay, dang it, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. But remember, that's not who you are. That's who you were.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You only know what you know. Right. right. I remember Bob telling me, you earn 20000 a year because you're not aware of how to earn 20000 a month.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And it made so much sense to me, because it's like, oh, and it 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 allowed me to take the critical side of this off. Because I, I'm hard on myself. I've just learned to be less hard and less critical and more demanding. And so I, first thing you have to do is, why do you want to be better? Why, right? right. What do you want? Right. right? Let's say let's say that we've got somebody out here that's earning fifty thousand or sixty thousand a year, and they just know in their heart they could earn one hundred and twenty. Well, rather than look at it from 60 to 120, why don't you look at it from 120 backwards and think, okay, what do I have to do to become that person? One question I ask myself at the beginning of every year, and I'm working on that right now, I'm strategizing on my plan going into 2021. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I can't go into 2021, Ben, unless I do an inventory of 2020, Mm. right? So this will help somebody who's just starting. Think about it. What was one of the biggest lessons that you learned in 2020? Mm. All right. Now, negative or positive, just be neutral. What did I learn in 2020? What what are some of the excuses that I in 2020 did I did I blame? Was it the presidential election? Was it the economy? Was it COVID? Was it everything else's responsibility but mine? And don't and don't be critical. Just just write it down. Be neutral as you do this inventory.
0: Just object. Right? Yeah.
1: Right. What, what, what are my greatest, what are the, what, so outside of the biggest lessons, what are some of my greatest accomplishments? Mm. See, I think that if everybody would finish this year, and especially those that are looking to get off that plateau, mm-hmm. a plateau or being stuck is not a bad thing. It feels, it doesn't feel good.
0: Right. Yeah. And I don't
1: care how much money you, and you're always going to find a plateau to be on at one time or another. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it might even be your health. It might even be your relationships. It just doesn't matter.
2: Mm-hmm. plateaus
1: give us an opportunity to do what grow
0: right?
1: 100%. and every time I've looked at a plateau I have I'm learning I don't know I don't know this 100% yet because I'm not living exactly like this yet but learned this year one of my biggest takeaways is that is that when I'm plateaued that means I need to check in on my self-image mm-hmm. I need inventory so those that are new or that are are, are saying hey I'm, I'm earning this, but I know I, there's something inside that says I can do this yeah. or I'm a little overweight. I'm here, but I know I can. I think what you have to do is you have to say, okay, why? And then you first have to do is do an inventory. And then as you build your 2021 outlet, do it now in December, do not get to Christmas, not having your plan set up, do it now. Right. And the first question I ask myself is number one, what are my goals?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do I want? Number two, who, this is critical. Who do I have to become to achieve those goals? great question. Right. And so if you work from that, okay, we we talked about the guy that wants to go from 60 to 120. Ask that question. Who do I have to be to do that? And then objectively and and not critically, write down those things that you know, you change that you know of, and then go look at somebody like you who earns X, Y, Z. Go find somebody that's earning that in the industry you're in and go monitor their behaviors and pick up one or two and that's when I say, who do I have to become to do what my goal is? Right. I already have those three things that I need to work on going into 2021. That's what I would suggest. Develop the why. Right. Get a list, get a list of the inventory of what happened in 21 being, or 20 being neutral. And, and, and then last, I would tell you outside of once you get those questions of who I have to become. Yeah. In my opinion, I think you have to look at the good. Mm. Uh, I just shared with a gal in Canada this morning. She called me, She's frustrated. She's been six months in a coaching program with us. She's not studying it the way she's supposed to be studying it. And right. she said, I just can't connect my money goal. All I think is tell me what I said, set it all aside and only focus on what's good in your life and what you can find good for the next 30 days. That's all you get to do.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. And, and that, you know, that strategy, I know you've employed that for a long time and 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 I gotta say what a difference it makes. I remember I, I was doing okay, you know, when when you and I first met, I remember I was doing okay. And I was I vividly remember that feeling of just focusing on what wasn't working and you know what wasn't happening in my life. Even though things I had a lot of good things going on, but I wasn't seeing that. And 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 you and I both know whatever we focus on expands, right? And um, and so I I love that. To, uh, just really quick, everybody. You know, obviously you can rewind and listen again, but I think a couple of great things to highlight as you review your end of the year: what are the biggest lessons you've learned in 2020, what excuses got in the way for you in 2020, and what are some of the accomplishments, or what are the accomplishments you've had this year. Um, and I think in goal setting, I think most people listening to this, obviously they're already success oriented. You know, they they want to win. I mean, that's why they're listening to an episode or a show like this. Um, they they probably do have some goals. I would imagine. I mean, they're probably not as clear as they could be, but you probably got some goals. Um, they might they might have asked the question, "Who do I need to become?" Maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. I want you to break down. You talked about self image. I want you to give all of us today. I want to go even kind of like granular and tactical. Okay, I do have some goals. I've got an idea where I want to go. I know, you know, I'm making sixty or eighty or a hundred or two hundred or whatever you are. I want to go to the next level, and they've defined that specifics on how do I increase that self-image how do I bring that up to the level so that I can create those results
1: yeah that's a really good question uh, let's let's go back and and start immediately in those inventory questions second thing is the immediately you've got to, you, you you have to train your mind and this is this is not that easy to do but you have to train your mind on what is right and what do you want mm. and I and I'm telling you You'll catch yourself going right back to what's wrong faster than you will with what's right. It's just the nature. Bob has taught me over the years that that the paradigm wins probably 10 out of 10.
2: Mm. What's
1: the paradigm? The paradigm is that habitual way of doing things, it's that routine, that repetition over and over. It's what it's what you do behind the scenes and you're getting rewarded for it in public. It's not what you want, but it's mm-hmm. because of that space repetition. Right. So so, second, really get focused on what's good. And I have learned. And and I know you relate to this. The only way to truly gain confidence is through experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as, as 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 let's say the guy's earning 300,000, and fifty, three hundred thousand. Let's say he wants to take it to a half a million or more. You you're not going to double your income working harder. Mm. You don't have the time, right? There's only twenty four hours a day. So and I can say this for the guy that's earning thirty thousand that wants to double his income. It's the same process. Um, being raised with a shovel in my hand, my tendency would be to lean towards labor. Right. Can't do that. Right. You've got to gain experience. And that's what breathes. Now, the second thing I do, i I write down specific things, like I'm looking at my questions now. what who who do I have to become? And then I write down what is my commitment, right? So now I've got my who I have to become, then what is my commitment? Well, in my commitment, like I'm committed to my beliefs my personal faith beliefs. I'm mm-hmm. committed, obviously, to my wife and my children. I always make sure that I, I never put Ben before my wife.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I get committed to what matters most because mm-hmm. in the end of it, a half a million a year, a half a million a month, you're not taking any of it. So, get committed to what matters. To me, fulfillment is the ultimate reason why any of us want anything, right? Mm-hmm. Money is going to buy you a fancy car or a condo or a, or a, or a jet plane. In the end of that, what if you don't, if you're by yourself on that plane, what good is that going to do, right? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so get to your commitments, right? Get to that. Get to that where you know. Like I'm looking at mine here, and I'm thinking I'm thinking going into 2021 how much I need to up my commitments based on my goal.
2: Mm.
1: Like give yourself a standard, to um, and and that standard has to be high enough. Um, I just believe that that self image is built from standards. How many times, how many times are each of you out there giving yourself a command to do something, but you don't do it? Yeah. Every time you tell yourself a story like that, what are you doing to your self-image? See, I don't know if you get up and go to the gym, but you knew, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if you, if you ate the chocolate cake, but you do. I don't know if you didn't read, but you do. And that honesty part of it, Ben, I think that story that we tell each other, uh, tell ourselves, excuse me it's most likely the thing that does the most damage because you are the only one that's with you 24 hours a day.
0: Yeah. How true is that? I haven't put it in or I haven't heard it put in those words, but I love what you said there. Self-image is built from standards. And, you know, how true is that? That at the end of the day, confidence comes from doing, right? Confidence comes from action. Confidence comes from experience, as you said. And and I think that's such a great thing to just for all of us to keep in mind, self-image is built from standards. So, you know, another good question, I think as we reflect on, you know, we're doing this December 7th as of today, right. But I think as people reflect on the end of the year here is what standards do I have in place right now? And what standards can I elevate for next year? Um, because self-image is built from standards and the more you raise your self image, the better results you're going to get in all the areas of life
1: that matter to you. Yeah. And, and you it's always the start that stops most people. So, so I I can't, I can't even tell you the number of times that, that I wanted to do something and I didn't.
0: Right.
1: I mean, it's just, it's, you could write a novel on that amount, on that amount amount of time. (laughs) Right. Um, But what I, that it's not the perfection that matters. Who cares? It's like social media with me. I've had this interesting battle psychologically with social media, even just a few months ago, doing this with you and being comfortable behind this camera It was Mm. so out of my zone. Mm -hmm,
2: mm
1: -hmm. And I screwed up a lot of stuff and I posted stuff that sucked. It was terrible, (laughs) you know, but I never heard anybody else say that. I heard it from myself. Nobody else did. And what I discovered is you make a post on social media, a video, and two days later there's 4,000 other posts in between there and it's buried anyways. Sure. And so it's so interesting what we do to ourselves. And so that experience by doing, set that goal. And then set it big enough that you can't have it unless you become the person that can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And study somebody who's doing it in your industry specifically. Mm-hmm. Like like I've worked with some of your guys. Like I would tell them today if I was in a private coaching call with men that you work with or women, mm-hmm. just get on, on Ben's coattails and ask for help.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Watching. Mm-hmm. Don't be Ben. Be Sarah or Bob or Sam. Be, mm-hmm. be who you are. But it's the, it's it's so interesting that at the end of the day, you wake up with your hair poking up in the morning, just like I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think what you just said there too, I, I remember for myself, I used to think, and I think there's a powerful lesson in this. Um, but I used to think I had to be other people. Right. And I looked at people that, you know, were mentors of mine and people I idolized and, you know, uh, great life, success, business, family, you name it. And I thought, okay, I, I gotta be that guy. Right. Or I need to be that person. And then what you just said was a huge breakthrough for me. And I hope that for everybody listening, if, if you feel that way, you don't need to be anybody else. There's characteristics that we want to model. There's characteristics that, you know, in standards, we might look at that and say, wow, well, Bill does this really well. I want to incorporate that in my life. Yeah. And, and I'm sure you, you've become the same way where you're kind of almost you're creating your own identity. You take a little bit from this guy, a little bit from this lady. And here and here are bringing all the best of the best together to create you and to really be you. And, you I, th- I think that was a huge lesson for me where things shifted where I realized I didn't need to be anybody else. I had to be me. Right. But find what works yeah. implement. it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because, um, just speaking to you, if we were on a coaching call, I could ask you right now, Ben, you know, there's somebody inside of you that you're holding hostage. You know, there's somebody bigger and better inside there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and I know, it, and it's the truth. We have to open up the gate and let that person out. Right. Yeah. One of one of my mentors, Rosh, he always says, always says, let your dog out. Let the dog out. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's like it, it it is so simple to get so focused in the moment and the details to get from here to here that that we try to calculate based on past experience back here. Right. All those mechanical failures and victories that we've had. We try to judge that, but that creates a limitation, Mm. right? It shows us our lack of understanding and our ignorance of spiritual law. Well, the books that are behind you, the study, the environment of doing what we're doing now is the thing that's going to increase your understanding. And then you'll stop having that ignorance of of law. I mean, nobody can describe the the power of why it's keeping those lights on in your house. We know it comes through the wires, but tell me what it is. Mm. I've never seen it except for it being expressed through a light bulb or, or this computer monitor. Mm. But what about all that power that's inside of us? And so we've got to let that person out and elevate our game enough and give ourselves permission to go get uncomfortable. To me, when you can learn to interpret fear from stepping out and just making that call, right, or making those calls yeah. or getting out there in front of people or doing a social media post or, or whatever YZ is, I think when you can learn to interpret fear as being a friend and as an indicator of being off track or on track and you can interpret the correct feeling, you'll have less paralyzation in your life. You'll have more ability to trust yourself and then consistency. I mean, we could wrap this call up today and end up with consistency because even if you pick one thing, if we pick one of those books, that 5 a.m. club book and we get it off that shelf and I say, read chapter three, and just be consistent for the next 120 days. That's all you're going to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You will see massive results in a very short period of time, because if we're process driven and trust the process, it's, it's because we've accept the idea mm-hmm. Too many guys and gals are setting goals and then they don't accept the idea that they're going to achieve them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Setting a the goal is useless unless you know you're getting it. You don't have to know how you have to know who you have to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, we got a little bit of time left together today. I, I wish we could spend the next five or six hours together, but I know you're busy <laughs> and, and, and I am too. But uh, man, this has been great so far. Um, can you talk about this idea? Because I, I think for a lot of people listening, it was for me and, you know, full disclosure, it, it still is a challenge for me at times. When you talk about study, I mean, there may be people that be new to it. You know, Bill's not talking about, you know, go to school and, and study a class and there's nothing wrong with that. That's how he's talking about you're talking about in depth, it's not just reading or, or listening. It's so much more than that. Can you expand on a, the concept of study, but then b that idea of when you say, okay, if you took this chapter and you read this for the next hundred days, or 120 days, that's a shift, right? That's, that's something that, you know, why would I go and read the same chapter over and over? So yeah, expand on that.
1: Well, study in itself, I think to sum up that question, it means you're studying who? Who are you studying? Are you studying? Or are you studying you?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The thing that I love the most about any books, um, I mean, I could pick all these books. I, the thing that I love the most about it is when I'm when I'm reading to understand and I'm studying to understand based on my goal. Okay, who do I have to become? Mm-hmm. The answers are here because this guy has somehow has a video camera into my life and he he knows everything about me, even though he wrote the book two hundred years ago. I, you're honest with yourself. Right. Right. It's you. You're studying you. So, to sum up, studying, don't study to create volume. Don't fill up bookshelves just to have bookshelves. Mm -hmm. Study to understand. I've heard Bob say so many times, I don't know how many thousands of books he has. He said many of them he's only ever studied one or two chapters in. Mm -hmm. But he has learned, understood, and applied the lesson. Mm -hmm. So, study to understand who you are Mm -hmm. and to understand the type of person you have to be to achieve your goal. And remember, you never have to be more, you just have to be better. Right. And and I think um, ultimately the, the process has to be so simple because you're building up from a desire of what you want. Like, like Will Smith said it on Facebook years ago. He said, you have to set a goal so large, you cannot achieve it, that you can't have it until you become the person that can. Mm-hmm. Should that be enough drive? I don't like to use the word motivation, but you can put it here if you want. Anybody can. Sure. Shouldn't that be enough to light your fire? To go, that means I could have X, Y, Z. That means I could double my income. I just have to become the person. To me, that takes the pressure off of it, right? Hell, I'm a house painter by trade, man. I was a laborer, mm-hmm. right? I was hucking paint buckets
2: mm-hmm.
1: and scraping fences and decks and houses. I, I, there's no person on this call or anybody I'll ever talk to the rest of my life that if that they if I can do it, they can do it. We're not different, and I think from a study perspective, from uh, without getting too mechanical, uh, the reason repetition is so powerful is you have paradigms that were created through repetition. Right? Many of you have been told you were stupid, you were stupid, you were stupid. You know, that was a repetitive word that was used with repetition to get into the neurological pathways inside of your physical brain. That every time you have energy flowing to and through you, you're interpreting. I'm stupid. Mm. Well, let's, let's, let's develop. I'm intelligent. I'm successful.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm a person who can achieve success. I'm being honest with myself. Wait a minute. This guy's saying that he can and what he's saying, making sense to me. Well, if I can, he can. And it's that repetition of putting in there the good that you desire. Sometimes are you lying to yourself? Maybe. Uh, But I can tell you this criminals who commit murder in prison that they that they file first degree murder charges and premeditated murder on did the same exact thing that we're talking about mm. i'm just premeditating in the first degree a version of myself that doesn't exist i'm mm. fantasizing and seeing just like the criminal who created massive uh, tragedies mm-hmm. through premeditated processes they go to jail for premeditation the thing about premeditation in this you don't go to jail. You unleash the jail that you're in. And that's mm, right here.
0: Wow. Great analogy. Great analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah and I, I think that that's what you talked about. I mean, you got to where you are today in life. All of us, we got to where we are through repetition of ideas. Yeah. That's, that's how we've been programmed. That's the paradigm, as you said. And if, if we're going to change it, then we've got to repeat new ideas that serve us, new ideas that, that help us move to, yeah. to where we want to go. Um, let, let's do this. Let's talk about a couple things. Of course, you know, we got people that are very new to, let's call it personal growth, personal development listening. We got people that are doing really well in their lives and seasoned veterans in it too. Um, what would you, if you were to give people two or three books that you would recommend to them, say, hey, these need to be a part of your library. You got to start studying these in 2021. What would be two or three books you'd recommend?
1: Man, that's crazy it's so funny. I knew you were going to ask me that question today. And I, and it's, 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 it's not difficult, but it is because there's so much value. But I think one of the first books I would tell anybody to read is you were born rich by Bob Proctor. Yeah. And here's why, because it's so basic and he teaches the fundamentals. This is his handbook. This is what he did. It's mm-hmm. his playbook.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's given you his playbook. Um, and I would study the chapter on the image maker. Mm-hmm. And I would study the chapter on let go and let God. I would eat those for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Because when you change that image, because you can't outperform yourself, in, when you start changing the image of you actually doing the thing, who do I have to become? When you start living as that person, even though it's not physical, premeditating, the image changes. You start talking, dressing, thinking, acting different. People don't buy, buy products. They don't buy insurance. Mm-hmm. They buy people. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't care what your industry in. They don't. They weren't buying painting. Well, they thought they were because they would call me. But I was landing ninety five plus percent close rate because I went in there and gave them something way bigger than a paint job.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So study. You were born rich. Uh, I think it's. I think it's massive. I, I believe psycho-cybernetics would be one that everybody should study to understand and develop their own self image. And realize that just because you change something on the outside does not mean you're going to change it on the inside. So you got to reverse that. Yeah. Right. And inside out, um, I recently read a book that I, I that I love. It's called "It Takes What It Takes" by Trevor Moab, and okay. he talks about being neutral.
0: I've heard about yeah. that book, yeah.
1: And he and he talks about about being neutral, and he uses a lot of sports analogy in there. Um, because he's 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 a major factor and a personal development coach for Russell Wilson, mm. who's the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. And he uses that, and it's so fascinating. And it doesn't matter if you're a football fan or not, it's it's learning to be neutral and never take this play into the next play. Right. If you throw an interception today in life and you have some failure, you cannot carry it into the next deal. Mm. Right. And that's been very powerful for me. I mean, I could go on and list you 10 books, obviously, but but I think You Were Born Rich will give you a foundation that you can stand on. I believe that psycho-cybernetics would give you an understanding of how to get to the inside
2: mm-hmm. and make
1: that shift. And then, of course, um, it takes what it takes just from a neutral standpoint. But you've got great books in the background. I'm looking at the 5M Club. I'm looking mm-hmm. at Genevieve Moran's book. I'm looking at Think and Grow Rich. I mean, we could list, but sometimes we, we don't want to get overwhelmed with the volume. Yeah. Pick, pick a book and really study it. To understand, like I said, in you or we're rich, study the, the image maker. Yeah, only. yeah, right. work on your self-image and watch what happens in the first and second quarter of next year.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I know people are gonna want to be connecting with you more and and hearing more from you and learning more. What's the best way to reach people or part of me for people to reach you? I should say, where can they connect with you?
1: Call, you know, I'm such a personal person. I mean, I would—I don't even care about sharing my mobile phone here. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> In terms of, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, people can reach me at my mobile number, and that's 208-589-4017. Uh, my Instagram is a great place to catch me. It's coach underscore bill underscore banta. Okay. And I will send you a link of my private Facebook page and my Proctor Gallagher uh, Facebook page that you can send out to all of them if you, if you listen. Perfect way, and everyone can join us there. But yeah. I'm happy just to, just to help anytime. And if nothing else, have them contact you, and we can do a strategy call. Because regardless, regardless, what we're what we're all about, and what we're doing, and what I'm so passionate about is being a better version of myself, so that I can provide better value. I just yeah. want to be better, right? And uh, the money and the and, and the things that come with it, they're a natural byproduct of being that way. And I've watched you. And I'm going to put a little spill in for you because I've watched you in the several years I've worked with you. I'll never forget. I was in Hawaii with Bob the first time I ever met you and I had to leave a little conference he was doing and I did it outside. It was so damn hot. I was soaked. It was, I was sweating. It was so hot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I say that because we have those emotional impactful moments
2: Mm.
1: and I, and you, you, you gave me that gift. I had that impact with you and you had that with me and that's what this is all about. None of us are an authority of really anything except for what we all help each other, right? Mm-hmm. Being humble and keeping the ego at bay is huge. And so um, let's help anybody that wants to be helped and do that. You're doing a great job. You're studying. And I know for a fact that you've actually studied those books. You have not just read them because I see it in your results.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that, man. Appreciate that. Um, so connect with Bill on Instagram. We'll, we'll put the link. Uh, in the bio of the show. And when we send this out as well too, Um, I want you to kind of not a lot of thought into these kind of rapid fire three questions. I'm going to ask you, you talked about, um, you know, on the, on the being becoming better. And that's what this, the whole show, the pursuit is all about becoming your best self. How do we become better? Right? So if today was your last day, reflecting on your life, I got three questions and first question, what are you most proud
1: of? I am proud of this incredible family that I'm around. I'm proud of my 30 year um, marriage is that in my opinion is a forever marriage. I'm just proud of that. I'm proud of my, my impeccable kids that are, that are succeeding even though they're failing just like everybody else. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about how close we are.
0: Love that family. Um, next one for you is who do you want to be remembered as, or how do you want to be remembered?
1: Someone who provides massive service and cares. Mm. I, I want people to know that I care well more than I know.
0: Awesome. Love that. And then my last question for you as we wrap up today is so if if you could only leave one piece of advice, the only thing you could leave, and it's for people on the pursuit, becoming their best selves, their best life, what's that one
1: piece of advice? Stop limiting your ability to focus on why you can't win and only focus on reasons why you can. And every time you catch yourself, stop it. Stop it.
0: I love that. Amazing. Focus on why you can. Only focus on why you can. Bill? This has been phenomenal. I appreciate you so much, man. The friendship, the relationship that we've built. Um, I know you're you're changing a lot of lives already. This is going to help even more. Excited to do more and more work together too. And and just thank you for their time today. Thank you very much. I appreciate you.
1: It's absolutely my pleasure and honor. And uh, you're doing the same thing. So keep keep going after it and serving.
0: Thank you. Hey, everybody. Again, just as we wrap up the episode. You know we're going to be bringing you more and more guests, like Bill, people that have achieved great success in their lives on the pursuit to becoming greater and better all the time. Um, all, all we ask you to do there's no fee for what we do. There's nothing to buy, nothing like that. Subscribe to the show, rank it, review it, share it with people that you know. Pass this information on. We appreciate you sharing some time with us and spending time together with Bill and I. And look forward to connecting with you all soon. Bye everyone.